Hi, we're Kara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push push it. it. Hello and welcome to season one, episode one of the Push podcast. We're excited to be here and we're excited that you're listening. Yeah, push it. Push it. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about us. We're going to tell you who we are, how we met, and what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. That's right. But before that, let's catch up a little bit. So um, if you are listening to this currently, you know like what's going on in the world. But if you listen to this later, this podcast is being recorded in the middle of a pandemic, uh, in the middle of a social justice awakening. And things are a little bit weird right now. So, uh, Jill, what's going on in your life? How are you hey. doing? <laughs> How are you doing? It's such a, a big question for 2020. I mean, <laughs> I can either really tell you or, <laughs> but hey, that's why we're here. Um, yeah, we're, you so <laughs> you want to know, right? And I'll ask you too, but yeah, I, I, so yeah, middle of the pandemic, that means that my kids are home all the time, which means that I am, as a professional, recording this episode in my van outside of my home so that it could be quiet in the background. But it's an office van. It's an office van. Well, now that you put it that way, I'm going to look into some (laughs) write-offs. But yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm getting ready to head into the gym to train some clients this afternoon and just trying to uh, get into a good headspace after, you know, chasing children all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how the heck are you? Yeah. Oh, good. So see, I just finished training clients all morning. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, during this pandemic, we moved the gym into my garage. So in some ways, I really love it. In some ways, I'm still kind of getting over like losing our space. Mm-hmm. but um, it's nice. Like I got to, I was like here kind of checking in and out with my kids all day too. Um, had some great sessions, had some really great sessions. I'll have to tell you about a particular workout that I'd like to share with you. Oh no. (laughs) Whenever I say that she always says, yes, this could be the top, the turning point, but I'm like, Hey Jill, I got an idea. We should do this. And she's like, okay. I always say yes, and then I'm always like, "Why did I say yes to this?" But no, they're they're always good. They're fun. They're challenging, and I always feel good afterward. But yeah, so so yeah, a lot of people wonder um, when they first meet us. One of the number one questions that we get is, "Are you two sisters?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> not from the same family uh, biologically, but I would call us sisters for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have quite the story of how we met and how we arrived to being Push Fitness, and we would love to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So I was just telling your son Jack the other day that you are my sister. Um, you're the sister I choose. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you are not bound by blood, people. Right. <laughs> Still can't get rid of me. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about our background first, like, because um, I think that that has a lot to do with sort of how we ended up together the way we did. Um, so I got into fitness itself from studying feminist anthropology. So I went to graduate school at the new school in New York City, and they have a feminist anthropology program there. And I was really fascinated by the way that fitness could empower women especially, um, and make them feel stronger and more confident in their bodies but how it also had this tendency to make them feel really shitty about themselves because it was based on weight loss. And um, there's so many sort of negative narratives around fitness in general. We will be talking about those a lot in some upcoming podcasts. But um, so I wrote my thesis on that. And then I sort of just never looked back because of course like there's just tons of jobs in feminist anthropology let me tell you (laughs) i (laughs) i was just drowning in them so (laughs) i was like i don't know what to do with my life i have tapped out on the amount of school that i can take and the amount of student loans that i can take out so um so i wasn't really sure what i was going to do uh with my life. So I decided that I would just be a trainer for a little while. And, you know, like over 15 years later, here I am. (laughs) That's a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So this will probably come up in um, further episodes with further discussions, but just a quick recap on me. Like I, I grew up in a pretty conservative uh, Christian household. Um, went to a Christian college, got a degree in music, and totally like killing it at the music career thing right now. Like, just <laughs> let's just say a lot has changed over the years and um, a, a lot of different career changes too. So, the next thing that I did was I became um, a, a residential alcohol and drug counselor. Um, and during that time there, one of the things that I did was I led some uh, fitness groups. They had daily fitness activities, and I was in charge of those as part of my duties. And um, I just kind of leaned into that and really loved it and decided that that was a career that I was interested in pursuing. So I got certified. I did some research in the area of where we live and saw what you know other trainers in the area were doing, what certifications they had. And I decided that in order to uh, become the best trainer that I could be, that I was going to hire a trainer. So, spoiler alert, my trainer ended up being Kara. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. So, we that's where a beautiful friendship started. So, we would 
I would train her initially and then we became workout buddies. And um, this was during a time, we live in Salem, Oregon right now. And I had recently just moved to Salem, Oregon and hated it. It's very <laughs> rainy. It's very rainy here. Yes. And the first year that I lived here was the wettest year, I think in the last hundred years. And so I was like, what have I done? Like I'm moving to this brand new place. It's always dark outside. It's rainy. Like I like, and so Jill and I became friends and it was sort of like a lifeline to me at that time. And then we just bonded. Um, both of us at the time were not in the best relationships. I believe <laughs> that's a kind way to say it. <laughs> We're with losers. Yeah, where there was there might have been a time that we uh that I said to Jill, Oh, I'm not depressed. I just drink by myself sometimes and cry. <laughs> right. But yeah, so in those early days, lots of fitnessing. A little bit of flavored vodka, <laughs> and um, we also watched a lot of trashy television together. Uh, it's where we learned about the bejazzle. Uh, yes. Yeah, reality television, if you have not experienced it. <laughs> the only way is Essex is where you should go to learn about the bejazzle. <laughs> Unless you already know about it. I mean. <laughs> right. We don't know. We don't know what's under those yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a very true statement there. <laughs> but yeah, we did. We we bonded. We bonded during a time where we weren't exactly living our best lives. Um, like Kara said, we were in some unhealthy relationships and. Um, you know, coped the way that we knew how through friendship, through fitnessing, through uh, trashy TV, and sometimes some drinking. Um, yeah. We we've we've pulled it together since then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Promise. Just kidding. We're still in that. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, mom, it's a whole different thing. Like <laughs> now we're the mom mess. <laughs> so. Um, so we became really good friends and we were working at a bigger company and we kind of worked our way up until mm -hmm. we got to a point where it's like, there's not a lot more for us here. And it just wasn't enough for either of us. And so um, at that time, at that company, we had actually both met our husbands, our current husbands at that company. So there was a little transition there for me where, and Jill, we were both, both in different relationships and then um, met our forever husbands. Mm -hmm. uh, and we decided that we were going to leave. And so we started blogging together, started a, a company together. Now, initially push fitness was supposed to be a company with all four of us us and our husbands and mm -hmm. then somehow just the two of us were the ones who ended up writing and we had bonded so deeply over it that it just took off and it was like yeah see ya guys this is ours now we're oh yeah <laughs> we're doing this <laughs> so um so that's 
that is sort of the infancy of it before we even got into more like women and pelvic floor specific fitness. Um, it was just a, a fitness company that was kind of born out of this like newly found friendship and relationships with our husbands and seeing how fitness had uh, bonded us during that time. Yeah. And it, it, if you've been following us for a while or you've been, you know, about push fitness, our company name used to be movement duets and it was about, you know, the duet of us, the duet of our families, the, all these things married together to make us who we had become. And so how did we get to push fitness? Well, that's a long story, but we're going to, we'll give you the, <laughs> the good stuff. Um, so after, uh, after we decided that we were going to start our own thing, we weren't training people yet at that time through the company. We were still both working um, at the big box gym. And then we both became pregnant at the same time. So mm -hmm. at that time, Cara already had her older son, who's now 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 12. And he was four at the time when I met her. And then she got pregnant with her younger son, Oliver, who's four now. And I was pregnant with my oldest son, Jack, who's four also. So Oliver and Jack are four months apart. And we decided that we were going to do some online training to help make some money while we were um, on maternity leave. And we checked in with our boss. And he, at first he said that was fine. And then he said that was not fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had to make a choice. And we said, see ya, we're out of here. Um, but one of the things that we learned through our pregnancies and starting the online online training process was that there was just not very much, well, there was a lot of information out there about uh, training during pregnancy and after, but we knew that like folks that we worked with needed way more better information and so did we for our own selves. Yeah, yeah. And I had learned that the hard way when I had my first son, Diedrich, is that I really thought I would, knew what I was doing. I, I was a trainer at the time when I got pregnant with my first son. And I was like, I'm going to have the fittest pregnancy ever. This is going to be awesome. And I really kind of messed myself up. And, um, and then when I was considering getting pregnant again, I was like, well, crap, I don't know what, what to do because I did it the way I thought I was supposed to do it last time and that didn't really work, but I also don't want to do nothing. And so I, we knew that we had to really start researching. Mm -hmm. And then once you start researching the stuff, especially when you have a passion for the information, it is like, like gleefully jumping down that bunny hole because it's like, Oh, and then there's this information and then there's this more. And then like, and so we really kind of built the business on the, idea of we didn't want any other person to say I wish I would have known mm -hmm. especially not on our watch um because that's how that's how I felt and you know for Jill she was able to get a lot of that information during her first pregnancy which I think was really helpful but it's still it's still a journey and a process and there's so many podcasts about that subject as well <laughs> Yes. And we like, I'm sure in future episodes, we'll talk more specifically about the things that we do and the thing, the process through which we take our clients. But 
but you know about about our business that's that's how um our business concept was born was wanting more information and wanting to get it out to the people and so um yeah so we started training online thinking yeah we are gonna this is gonna be awesome we're gonna have our babies we're gonna train from home it'll be so great and it was awful 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 <laughs> oh my god so I mean, and we're getting a little taste of it now again during the pandemic, right? But yep. we're like, we've figured it out a little bit more. But like, we were in this this space with two infants trying to like focus and get stuff done. And we're both like sleep deprived, having to nurse every however often, trying to like, you know, record things and make videos and put stuff together and write our blogs and stuff. And it was like, it's really, it was very hard to let go of like what a normal schedule looks like. You know, like we were both new moms again, and it was, you really have to shift how you think about how a work day is supposed to go. <clears throat> and Jill's like rocking that right now. Like with, she's got three kids and there's like, there's no such thing as a normal workflow for her right now. Right? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> She is constantly like chipping away at stuff and getting things done. And it like absolutely amazes me, like her ability to like get shit done. Um, despite the fact that she is, is momming all day. And so, um, you know, like, but for me, I, I have gotten a little bit better at that myself, but mm -hmm. for a lot of it is just me having to adjust my expectations. That's the biggest part but at that time it was not no it was not working for me working from home changing diapers mid-workout I mean it can be done and we can we can examine those feelings and work on that with our clients too but it was not my favorite <laughs> it was not for you and you you too have ha, you are you aren't giving yourself enough credit like Kara has definitely um come a long way in terms of like not putting so much pressure on yourself and not not like not lowering your expectations but adjusting them so that they are more realistic and that you're you're able to put your energy to good use because we what we've learned over the years is that willpower is a limited resource and we have to harness it in a way where we can make the most of it so mm -hmm. you know i i give in to the fact that my three kids require a lot of attention of me right now. And that's just the way it's got to be. Um, they're all young right now. So if you're listening in, it's, this is uh, August, 2020. So they are four, two and nine months. So there's a lot going on, mm -hmm. but you know, we make it work. We make it yeah. work. So and I think that there was like a big shift for me, especially during this pandemic, which was actually really helpful where I started really realizing how beneficial it is to see my life as more flow and less hustle. Like mm -hmm. I used to put a lot of pride into like how busy I was all the time. But you know what? Like now, like our business has grown. We're busy enough. We're getting things done. And it, there's an ease to it despite all of the stuff that's going on right now that we have never had before. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of cool. What do they say? Good, 
good vibes only. <laughs> good vibes only. <laughs> That's where we're at. So yeah, so we decided to not try to train at home all the time anymore because that wasn't working for us. And we shifted to in-person training again. And at that point, like Cara had been a trainer for a super long time. I started training in 2011. So we had some, we, we had some experience in training in person, but we also knew that we enjoyed that more than online training only. And we do some online training now, but we both mix it up both online and in person. So it's a good balance. But um, we, we sought out a space. We actually ended up renting a space from the place where my husband works and we the were there studio. you remember the yoga studio oh yeah oh gosh we've done so many things yeah we were in the basement of a yoga studio that was cool <laughs> and we had to we had to like set up our gym and tear it down every single time that we trained because it was just the space and so all of our equipment had to go into storage and it was <laughs> Yeah, one day we walked in and all of our stuff was gone. There was a bunch of two by fours everywhere. And we're like, what is going on? Like, they're like, oh yeah, we're starting construction in your space. Sorry. <laughs> like, okay, well, we got to go. So we ended that contract. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always all these growing experiences that we <laughs> We have, we've done, a, we've had a lot of opportunity for growth. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, we, we ended up uh, cutting ties with the yoga studio. It wasn't a good fit for us since they could not fit us in anywhere. Um, but we, we were at my husband's space for a while and he would, he had co-owned that space with two other people at the time. And eventually we ended up uh, moving out into um, another area and we were there until the pandemic happened. So now we do have our own space. It's in Cara's garage and it actually has been going really well. I, I, I think that I was a little bit nervous at first of how it was all going to go and like, who's going to follow us there and who's good, but it's been really great. And the energy is amazing. Like so good. So, yeah. Yeah. And who knows how long we'll end up staying there. Cause like, obviously our business continues to grow. I do like the kind of online training that we're doing now is, um, so much more personalized and, you know, we do it, we go over zoom and, and are able to interact with our people a lot more. Um, so, you know, things are sort of continuing to evolve. And I think that one of the things I like the most about us as a business and our working relationship as well as our sisterhood is that we have learned to adapt constantly mm -hmm. and um, roll with the changes because like the last space that we were in, I thought that, that was going to be it for us. Like that it was sort of like a dream space in a lot of ways. If you were to just look at what it was on paper um, <clears throat> and I'd always had this, dream of like being in in a space where there were lots of other practitioners and that's where we were so we there was you know a, a physical therapy office right there and there were you know massage therapists and a and a, a counselor and um and so I, I was like this is perfect because it's like this like big wellness center and we'll all refer clients to one another and stuff like that. And in reality, because of my own expectations, you know, we're set so high, like it should be this way and it's supposed to be that way. And, 
um, I'm constantly disappointed. <laughs> and so when things didn't quite work out like that, and then we had to leave, I was like, what is the meaning of my life anymore? Like what has happening and why did this happen? And, and kind of letting go. It's almost like I needed that big crushing blow to like really like let go and just be like, okay, universe, I get you. What is it? <laughs> what is it that you want me to learn? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now? And um, gosh, we ended up in, just, in such a, a great spot right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. 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 And I'd, I'd say that like, you know, learning that we were losing our space during the pandemic because of the inability to to stay on the lease. Um, and because we just weren't quite sure there were so many moving pieces, we weren't quite sure where we were going to end up. And I think for me, like, my, I was able to cope with it a little bit better, not better, but, um, and no, not, it was not, not, no, well, <laughs> from the outside, it was better. But I mean, not better than you, but like, in a way that didn't feel so um, defeating to me because over the last you know four or five years my my whole life has been change after change after change after change after thing and so I'm like well I get here we go again pull up your cowgirl boots we're doing it <laughs> I don't have cowgirl boots I don't know why I said that I, I want have cowgirl boots and I left them at my ex's house and I don't know where they are well maybe yeah. maybe he still has them <laughs> wears them for personal use now, now i have a vision in my head <laughs> you are welcome but yeah it's it was a lot of it was a big change but i think it ended up being like a really great change for our professional lives and our personal lives like it's just there's a lot more joy and um happiness that came out of such a hard and dark and weird time like mm -hmm. 2020 can suck it like i'm just mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. mad yeah yeah we're <laughs> finding the bright points but don't get us wrong 2020 is a bitch <laughs> yes if you are in your time machine don't set it to 2020 you heard it here first right don't do so it let's talk for just a second about like kind of what we stand for um because if you continue to stay with us in the podcast and please do support us subscribe all those things um but we also want you to know like what kind of things we're going to talk about and mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that are near and dear to our heart is empowerment and we don't believe that there can be any empowerment without intersectional feminism that addresses privilege and racism and sexism and ableism and capitalism and all of those things. And so you're going to be hearing a lot of stuff about that and how um, our take on it in regards to the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Yes, some some episodes are going to be fun and lighthearted. Some are going to be a little heavy, and we we're bringing it all to you. We're we're the hot mess express. Come aboard! <laughs> hot mess express. Did you just come up with that, or is that like it, it popped in my brain? Just like the cowboy boots. Now we need t-shirts. 
This is the kind of treat that you're in for when you follow the, the Push podcast. Dear goodness. Okay. <laughs> the Hot Mess Express coming at you. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. <laughs> So, yeah, our our story our story runs a lot deeper than what we're able to put in one episode. And it, it'll it'll come out over the series of of other episodes. But we just we wanted to share with you a little bit about you know how we got to know each other, um, our business, and what what we're all about here at Push Fitness. We are trainers who specialize in pregnancy and postpartum, but we are also just a couple of people trying to do good in the universe and we're happy to be here. So um, thank you for listening today. If you could give us a like, a share, give us a review, subscribe so that more people can see our podcast. The, the more attention you give it, the more visible we're going to be. And so we would love to uh, reach more people just like you. Yes. Thanks so much. See you next time. <laughs>